Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Did you know there's a few different ways you can support us? We have a really cool Patreon page that has some great perks for contributing. Also, we have four sweet shirt designs currently up on our Store Envy page. Both links will be in the description below. And no matter how you choose to support us, we are so grateful to have you on board. Enjoy the show. What is up, Holgamaniacs, and thank you for tuning in to another live edition of Big Boys and Body Slams. Mm. How are we all doing this fine evening? Well, Kyle's awake now. Yeah, I'm, I'm barely awake. I went skating today. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? Roller, roller, roller skating. Roller skating, and go. I fell a bunch. And uh, there, there's a video that we could probably post of me trying to stay up, but uh, I'm tired. I had to drink a bang, sponsored to you by Brain Energy Drinks. What what is our podcast? We'll Big work, boys on, and body we'll work on that pitch. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bang. Um, we're gonna get some. Uh, we're still working out the kinks. I'm ma- I'm making sure we're getting Luke here in the frame. Mm. Everybody, uh, mm. getting him in the frame as we can, and it's gonna be probably a little bit laggy because we're using my phone. Yeah, trying some new things to make things good for you. Well, to make things not crash. Yeah. Maybe. So so who all is in the in the. Uh, thing tonight Who's we have we have uh, several people watching so thank you for joining us tonight greg what's up i don't have a i don't have an impression tonight so for the benefit of those with internet access here's my five second pose has it been five seconds yet yeah. sure all right here we go and again we are big boys and body slams my name is zach over here we got kyle hello i'm kyle and over here we got luke who just did his, his beautiful five second pose hello here's another one. Oh yeah i like mm. that i okay. like that what did we do today? Today, we watched TLC 2018, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. And uh, going into it, it was a show that had a bit of hype going in. Not not an astronomical amount, but it was going to be a way for uh, WWE to kind of end the year on a, on a high note with a, with a good pay-per-view. In some ways, I thought they lived up, and in some ways, I certainly thought that they did not. I feel like we say this a lot. It was a tale of two different shows. Top heavy. Yes. It, Definitely. It was, uh, it was good at... It started off slow, and then it got really good. It did. So there was a pre-show on this show, and in a, in a rare turn of events, all three of us happened to miss the first match. Well, Kyle and I came in, and we had to go get some more gear, uh, and we came in at the tail end of the Cruiserweight title match, so we did miss uh, a majority of that match. What we saw was good, so we apologize. We won't be able to run through that match. And and Luke... One, uh, one day we'll get our shit together. Uh, Luke, because... Or Luke finally saw a chunk of a pre-show match, so... Well, that's that's more than it has been. Yeah. Because yep. there were two pre-show matches, because there were 12 total matches on this card. Two of them were on the pre-show. Uh, so we get into the one that we did see right off the bat. Yep, let, let's start with the... Uh, so this is Lashley versus Elias in a guitar on a, a ladder match where the prize was a guitar. So the first person to grab the guitar was going to win the match. And so we start out here... Uh, there's a leg sweep by Lashley. Lashley gets drop kicked while he's holding onto the ladder, and it kind of ricochets into his body. Elias climbs up, and then Leo Rush comes up and breaks it up, and he gets uh, taken out. Then Elias gets whipped into the ladder, into the corner, uh, and then the ladder falls on him, which looked pretty painful, actually. Uh, and then the ladder gets tossed on him, and then um, 
Lashley hits a quick overhead suplex into, into onto the ladder, and then Elias power bombs Lashley onto the ladder, and then he climbs the ladder. He fights off Legal Rush, and he ends up grabbing the ladder. It was a really short match. Didn't have a, su- a super amount of time grabbing to build, but the, the guitar. I'm sorry. Yep. He grabbed the guitar and he won the match. And then post match, Leo Rush and Lashley assaulted him with said. Um, guitar. guitar and other weaponry and ladders. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a short match. It didn't have a ton of time to build. Um, obviously, they, they had the constraints of having to actually start the show. Uh, I give it 2.5 stars. It was better than I was expecting, actually. Uh, there was a lot of uh, just a lot of ladder offense, I guess you could say. It was a lot of big man brawling, I think, and I, I really enjoyed it. I gave it 2.75. It was short and sweet. Yes. It could, I think if it would have gone longer, it would have been bad. And uh, to Greg's point, it was definitely better than the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Ooh. Wait, what is better than a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match? That might be my favorite uh, match type of all time. Okay. Uh, what did you guys give the match? Uh, I, well, I, I think you already gave, what would you say? 2.75. Did you rate it, Luke? Because you only uh, saw I it. mean, I, I saw like half of it. Okay. So from what I saw, I'll give it, I'll give it two and a quarter. Right on. I just, right on. You know what? I just have to bring it down a quarter because Lashley keeps slapping his ass. Yeah, like, dude, that, he does this butt pose. Like Rikishi. Like Rikishi. It's getting really weird. It's horrible. I hate it. What's what's so... I don't know. I just That doesn't make me pop and in to, any way. To be all. honest, I don't know how I feel about Leo Rush as the manager. Like I don't need him in my life. You know, I, I don't I, need I, it. I think he would benefit from an actual manager, not a guy that has talent that could be wrestling. True. More. True. I agree. So after that, we did get into the proper show... Um, there's a nice little video package to open. It's good as always. It, start, it focuses he- very heavily on the two uh, women's title matches, I noticed, which is a nice kind of change of pace. But again, I mean, it, it, in a way, it, it's not even worth going over all of these video packages because they're all pretty good usually. Uh, and this was another one. I just want to say 2018 has been such a year of growth for the women's wrestling, women's division. Yeah. And I, I th- mean, God, dude, people. For like, sure. Main events on main events. Like I, this is happening at a regular on a, on a regular basis now. Women main eventing the pay per views, and I I love it. Well, Same. I think this can go back a couple more years. That like the growth is substantially getting higher and higher for it's women. Exponential. Yeah. yeah. The last couple of years, the women have really started to get a feel, or like to me, it's starting to feel like they're equal to the men. Yeah. When, for sure. When, it, uh, you know, in the other eras of wrestling, they were more of a prop in a way, like. Bra and panties matches, barking like a dog, oh, yeah. showing your tits. That's mud what wrestling. Mud wrestling. Yes, yeah. uh, I think yeah. And this this show in a, in a way, I think the show was kind of like the genesis of that because I mean obviously evolution. Evolution but was, but yeah. being being here and being in the advertised main event spot, uh, I think really helped. Kyle really has to say something right Greg, now. Greg, no one is ever ready for me, brother. That's right. Well, I, oh, so the, for the people that just listened to this, <sighs> uh. We're, we we have comments coming from the people that are actually watching, and my boy Greg said no nobody's ever ready for Kyle, and he's right. He's Greg, right. He's Greg, right. please stop gassing Kyle up for God's sake. <laughs> you're, 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 he's getting he's getting a big head over here. I am egomaniac over here. Um, so the show proper does start off with the finals of the mixed match challenge, which is going to be Carmella and R Truth taking on Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Uh, so the mixed match challenge uh, has been going on for uh, quite a few months on Facebook Live. Um, it's and kind of taken an interesting turn because everyone's gotten hurt. Yeah, a lot of the competitors have gotten injured or had to withdraw for different reasons from the tournament. Uh, so this is the finals. What, what's uh, Carmella and R Truth's team name? I believe it's the fabulous truth. It is okay. So no, I'm I'm changing it. It's car truth. That's a good it, one. It, car, car truth. truth. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Thank you. Okay. So this the the kind Love of you. the stipulation of this match is actually pretty significant. Um. So on the on the on the like the immediate side, 
the team that wins gets to pick an all-expense paid trip wherever they want, which is pretty <laughs> weird. And then, uh, all, but also the big one is that the winners of the match get to be the number thirty entrants in their respective Royal Rumbles, uh, which is a pretty huge, uh, pretty huge stakes, a pre- pretty big stakes. So I, I like that they did give it more stakes, especially since it was the the kickoff match on the main card. And I have to say, in a lot of ways, and I was saying this as the show went, I thought this was one of the most well put together cards. Uh, of of probably the year for WWE paper on paper yeah yeah but this match should not have opened this show it was poop it wasn't ba- it wasn't terrible mm. but I think if you you I, what I would have done if I was booking the show I would have put that on the pre-show and I would have had the cruiserweight title match kick off the show I don't know why they I continue agree. to do that how many how many pay-per-views has the cruiserweight title match or like cruiserweight been on the main card almost all of them now. What, like been on the main card? Oh, really? I thought you meant on the kickoff. The last one I remember was in Australia, in Melbourne. Uh, yes. But that was right there in front of Buddy Murphy's home crowd, and that was his big title win. So it right. made sense in that instance. Not that it usually doesn't, but that was just a nitpick. Yeah, uh, I'm tired of them burying cruiserweights. Yeah, me too. So we'll get into the match here. Uh, so Carmelo and R-Truth um, are, are as is the fabulous truth. And they're, they're, they're a lot of fun, to be fair. They come out, and it's all the pomp and circumstance, and What's they're rapping up? and singing and dancing, and it's a lot of fun. And the crowd's into them. Yeah, yeah, they're over like yep. Rover. So right off the bat, R-Truth hits a, a crossbody into Jinder Mahal for a near fall, and then Alicia comes in. There's a double hip toss by the, both men to both women. Then we get a dance break, which gets broken up by the Sings, who they start doing their own little dance. And then R-Truth just dispatches both of them outside of the ring. And there's a head scissors to Alicia Fox by um, Carmella, and then a spin kick to Jinder. Uh, and because so kind of all four people are kind of brawling here. And then Alicia Fox comes in, and then Truth steals her hat, R-Truth. And uh, says something. He was going to go for the Shondi thing, uh, but then gets uh, kicked. And then Carmella comes in and super kicks Fox while she's distracted. And then the code of silence and Fox taps out. R-Truth and Carmella win the match. And they are the winners of the second ever mixed match classic. So they will be the number 30 entrants in the Royal Rumbles. But more importantly... They get to go to a trip anywhere that they want. <laughs> this this was great. Carmella did not know that uh, you R- had to pre pre register for your destination, uh, but R-Truth thankfully our R Truth took care of it and he and he booked <laughs> this match. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a trip to somewhere exotic, somewhere tropical, and and somewhere that's what the cultural epic center. Not, yes, not, not epicenter. No, the cultural epic center. The cultural epic center, and that of course is. The WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Ooh. I love. I thought. I thought that was so funny. That was. That was the highlight here. So as long as we, as long as we get awesome vin- vignettes out of this, because you remember, you remember when Stone Cold, uh, like, was CEO for a while, way back when, and like he had all those vignettes at H at headquarters. Yeah, how awesome they were. I hope they. I hope they, we get anything even yeah. close. Same. Same. I, I think. I think our truth is very much needed comedy. Yes. And Agreed. I'm glad he's being used on TV because I've always thought he was an underrated talent. So I'm excited to see that. He Besides mo- TNA, he's been used, he's been underused everywhere. He's I playing. agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, except for that brief main event push he had in like yeah. 2000, what nine, ten, De- eleven. Def forgot there. about that. I agree. Sorry. Um, oh, we need to rate this. Match. Oh yeah, uh, the match itself was really nothing special. I give it 2.25. Wow. And I'm probably being a little biased and factoring in some of the post match stuff, uh, if we're being honest, but. I gave it a 1.75. I don't think it was great, but I don't think it was horrible either. It was just kind of fine. Yep, and the awesome truth win. Uh, anybody okay, watching? Yeah, the- sure. Oh yeah, Luke, what do you think? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm quitting. I there. just thought this was a pre-show match, and I'm so used to you not being there for that. But- <laughs> 
you yeah, know. Thanks. No, I, I actually um, I meltered this pretty hard. I gave it a one. I was not invested. Wow. I was not invested whatsoever. That's fair enough. Um, That's fair enough. It was kind of like, I mean, basically you start the match and it's like, oh, okay, well, two of these people are going to be the th- number 30 entrance in the Royal Rumble, which is a prestigious spot, if I don't mind saying. Yes. And so, you know, a lot of times that's a, it's a surprise person. A lot of times it's this and that. Um, so I was just disappointed knowing that one of those four people that I don't really care about that much are going to be I'm with in. you. Yeah. However, I would have rather Carmella and R-Truth won because we're probably going to get some comedy It'll be that. some fun. And, you know, if they're not going to, if the number 30 spot's not going to win and you know it's not going to be like a big special name, I'd rather have it be a, a charismatic duo who can kind of do some fun stuff. Also, the sing bros spot. bump like crazy and I love it. Yes. Also, I love Carmella. Same. Uh, before we move on, we're going to take a quick break, uh, sort some stuff out because it looks like our video feed is frozen. So sit tight and we will be back in a moment. All right, and we're we're back. back. Thank you for your patience. We hope you enjoyed your break. We hope you were able to run to the restroom. Shall we move on? There there was not time to go to the restroom. If you didn't wash your hands. We're not judging. We're going to figure out this live stream thing Yeah, we're doing bad at this. This is all Zach's fault. Mm -hmm. It really is. I'm Mm -hmm. the one running everything, you know? It all comes back on me. Uh, Should we get up next now? We get New Day Day. versus the Usos versus the Bar. Can I say something before this match starts? Yeah. Now... I love all three of these teams, yes. okay, but I am so sick of seeing them wrestle each other every single week. So in yeah, every single pay per view. I, I kind of echoed that during the, sh- the during the show too. That I these are three of the best tag teams on the planet, and I don't discount that. I mean, maybe in the case of the New Day and the Usos, I mean, maybe they're one of the best tag teams ever. Period. Uh, but I really am, am yearning for some fresh matchups in the SmackDown Tag Division, and so much so that I was kind of hoping for an interference or a screwy finish in this match. Like, that's how far I was willing to go to. Uh, see something different and and have the seeds planted for something new, you know. Yeah, and well, you guys were hoping sanity would. Yeah, I would have I, I loved a sanity interference to break things up. Personally, I mean, I, I'm down for that too. I'm hoping when they mix the rosters up again, we might see maybe the Usos go to Raw. Maybe see some. Maybe see like Authors of Pain going to SmackDown. Yeah, the tag team division, just in general in the company, but specifically within of. of uh, of Raw and SmackDown desperately needs to shaken up because it's time for some fresh matchups. It's time for a hard reset, I think. Yep, I agree. Uh, not that this wasn't not that this wasn't a good match, which we'll get into. I really enjoyed the match. Anytime the anytime these teams meet up, it's it's gonna be magic and there's gonna be fireworks. And I thought this was no exception. Should we mm-hmm. get into it? Mm-hmm. So here we go. Kofi and Sheamus start. There's a big shoulder block to Kofi, and then Kofi hits a nice drop kick, and then there's a splash elbow combo by the New Day, and then everyone brawls. Jimmy Uso tries a dive, but he uh, eats an uppercut by uh, Cesaro as he's going to the outside. Really well timed. Nice counter. Yeah, and then Xavier comes in. He gets beaten up by the bar for what feels like forever, uh, and then Kofi hot tags as a series of drop kicks, three right in a row, uh, and then there's a big boom drop to Cesaro. I think that yields a near fall, and then. Uh, Jimmy Uso tags in on a Cesaro suplex, and then he gets the splash combo to Kofi, and then Cesaro is able to break up the pinfall. So Uso goes right for the pinfall, but Cesaro breaks it up before he leaves the ring. Uh, and then there, the Usos, there's a super kick party. Let's call it what it is. This is a super kick party. And uh, basically, they super kick every other competitor that's not an Uso at this point. Uh, and then there's a Simone drop near fall, and then Cesaro comes in. There's a Cesaro swing forever. Really nice Cesaro swing. And mm. then into the sharpshooter, which gets broken up with an Xavier... Uh, Woods comes in to break it up, and then he hits a nice DDT, and then Kofi hits the double stomp, and then Xavier comes in, there's an elbow drop, and then a pinfall gets broken up, and then Cesaro hits a pop-up uppercut onto Kofi, and then Kofi gets up, recovers, takes everybody out, and then Sheamus hits a brogue kick to Kofi out of nowhere for the win, and they 
retain their titles. I hope this is the end of these three teams for the moment, feuding with each other. Uh, although I did think this match was very solid. Yes. Maybe this should have opened the show. I gave it a 3.5. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I also gave it a 3.5, and I kind of... Yes, Greg, I am tired of seeing Balor versus Corbin as well. <laughs> um, I'm kind of tired of Corbin anything, but... Um, you know, Sanity is on the on the roster. And mm-hmm. The Good Brothers are on the roster. Mm-hmm. It's time that one of these tag teams come feud with the bar for a little bit. I, I totally agree with that. I think having Sanity there and having nothing happen with them, and Gallows and Anderson haven't been seen since Survivor, Survivor Series, Series, where they randomly were on the team. And they haven't been on TV since. I mean, those are two very, very good tag teams. And I think you can find something else for the Usos and the New Day to do for a little bit, especially yeah. the New Day. You could the have, New Day can go anywhere. Yeah, you could have them feuding with anyone. I agree. I mean, they were just hosting pay-per-views for a while. I mean, they hosted yeah. WrestleMania that one year. Yeah, seriously. Um, Luke, what did you think? Um, it's funny whenever Xavier is a participant in the New Day matches, like he's just a bumping machine. Like he just does nothing yeah. but take bump after bump after bump. Um, logically, I don't know why you'd ever wouldn't put Big E in, in the tag team match. Oh, because he could be the cleaner, you know? Well, yeah. So I, I gave it a uh, three and a quarter. I really enjoyed it. I mean, these right are all, on. like we said, all three great tag teams. Yep. Um, but it just, it, it is getting stale. It's, it's weird. We've talked about this before. Uh, current WWE has a problem that it's never had before where the roster is so saturated with unbelievable all-world talent. Um, that there's just people floating in, in the abyss, which there's always been like people in purgatory, don't get me wrong, but there's so much good talent that they just can't utilize because there's just not enough time, even though they've made pay-per-views four hours and made the weekly shows three hours. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of rough, but it does need a nice injection of uh, of something new. Well, and hopefully with Vince McMahon teasing a shakeup coming, hopefully we'll get that. Hopefully that's um, an actual shakeup. One thing I really have to say about the bar is they have, over the last few years, became one of my favorite tag teams. Ever. Oh yeah, I love the bar. They yes. they are so great together, and I really liked it with the Big Show involved, because I thought that they could have some six man tags with the New Day that would kind of freshen it up a little bit. Because all three all three New Day guys would be in the match at the same time. Big Show would be in there creating a different dynamic. You could have used uh, Big E. Right, him and Big E would just go. Yes, out and uh, Big E could lift him and slam him, which would probably piss Luke off. But no, 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 that makes sense. Big E is jacked. He's oh, gigantic. and Doug Furness wasn't. No, you're really going to compare Doug Okay, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. So <laughs> I mean, we can have this conversation. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the match, but again, let's get <laughs> let's get a uh, let's get a refresh of the tag division. Up next, Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin with an interesting stipulation. So if, if Baron Corbin wins the match, he will become the permanent GM of Raw. And if Braun Strowman wins the match, he will become he will he will get a tag team sh- or not tag team a universal title shot down the road at Royal Rumble. And Baron Corbin will be fired as the GM. I think and you meant to say uh, Baron Corbin versus the world. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, so the bar. Um, Braun, it's notable that Braun Strowman has is recovering from real life shoulder surgery. So the whole uh, kind of story behind this match was that um, Baron Corbin was going to win by forfeit because Braun wasn't going to be there to win the match. And who's the ref? And the referee is of course Heath Slater, the who Heath is Slater. who is having to uh, kind of do the jobs for Baron so he doesn't lose his job so he's been doing some dirty refing the past couple weeks on raw it's been very good uh we did kind of get the uh, the uh the climax of it here i think which i could have seen it drug on a few weeks longer but for what this turned out being i loved this it was fun i yeah. was gonna say i really kind of wanted to see the heath slater thing go a little bit further um i've re- that's like one of the the few things on raw i've liked lately yeah i i've been really into it and 
Um, so the whole thing, so Corbin comes out, he cuts a promo saying, I'm going to be the new GM of Raw, and if you don't like it, well, there's nothing you can do about it. And he tells Heath to count to 10. If Braun doesn't beat the 10 count and enter uh, the match, it's over, and he forfeits. So um, we the, get all the way. He, he starts the count, he gets yep. to 7, and then... Braun! And then here Ooh, comes well thanks. And then here comes Braun Strowman in a sling. He comes out to the ring and he cuts a promo and he says, "You know, this is a TLC match, which it kind of wasn't, but technically, I guess." He said, "That means there's no disqualification. That means if there's some friends backstage who don't like the way that you've been uh, treating them, they can get involved and they can maybe sway the outcome of this match." So the camera cuts. We first see Apollo Cruz, and he has a chair. Question. Oh, at ringside, yeah. Since it's changed like five times in the past year, is his name Apollo or is it Apollo Cruz? I believe it's just Apollo. I believe it's just Apollo. Did the stream just crash again? Are we down, guys, on the video? We are. We'll be right back. After a word from our sponsors. And thank you for... The third time's a charm. <laughs> third try is the charm sorry about that again greg and others listening yes so back hey, to whoever else is listening you know drop post a, comment a comment in the chat say what's up so we can give you a shout out we'd love to hear from you guys um so back into back into things we were talking about braun Strowman and baron corbin and how oh, we got to apollo cruz yeah so apollo comes out with a chair then and, and at ringside at first the three of us were like oh is this who it's gonna be yeah, it's just one person uh we thought yeah we thought uh we thought that that was gonna be it right that that was gonna be the only person and so then the camera t pans over to the other side of the ringside, like where the announce tables are, and there's Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Then it tilts a little more. There's uh, Finn Balor. And then it tilts. Is that it? Or does it tilt a little more? I think that was it. There's, there's more, isn't there? Yeah. Wait. Did you guys say Finn Balor? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So then they all get in the ring with their chairs, and, they, and they're all going to beat up Corbin. So they all start hitting Corbin with the chairs. And then Heath Slater takes off his ref shirt. And everybody just starts dogpiling on Corbin. Well, they're hitting he, him with chairs. He took the ref shirt and threw it at oh, Corbin. Yeah, he yeah, threw, threw it at Corbin. Face. Yeah, and so they all start brawling. And then Corbin escapes. He's leaving the ring. This Matt, he said he's not going to go through with it. And then whose music hits? Kurt Angle. And he comes out. He has a chair of his own. He ushers. He ushers. Um, <laughs> Baron back into the ring, and then essentially everybody hits their finishing move. So there's the neckbreaker uh, splash combo from Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. There's a coup de gras in there. There's an angle slam in there. Um, then Heath Slater puts on the uh, ref shirt, and and uh, Bar uh, Braun count pens him with one foot, counts the three, and Braun Strowman wins the match. I was worried about this match going in. I knew Braun Strowman wasn't going to be healthy. This was perfect. I loved the way this was presented. It was fun. I loved the way it was booked. It was super fun. The crowd was into it. When Kurt's music hit, probably the biggest uh, biggest pop of the night, maybe. Uh, this was super fun. So as far as rating it goes, it was a match. There was a bell and a bell. So this we have to rate it. I give it a 2.5 because it was not a match. But I had to give it I had to give it something because it was... It was. I recommend it. It was so much fun. Maybe I'll give yeah. it a three. It I'm gonna satisfying. bump it up to a three. Uh, okay, so I didn't really rate it. I gave it a satisfactory type grade because it was so mm. much fun. But I guess if I had to give it a number, I'd give it probably a three. It was super fun to watch. It was definitely worth it. Um, yeah. I think there's gonna be a big change tomorrow for the GM, and I don't think it's gonna be Kurt Angle. I think Kurt's gonna be put on the active roster for the next few months. The yeah. kind of feud with Corbin and Drew McIntyre. Hot take. We'll see who it's gonna be, brother. Uh, three stars. Good call. Just just for pleasure, man. Yeah. Um. I honestly, we were we were talking, and I was like, "Oh, is is this going to be Nicholas? Is he going to get help from Nicholas from WrestleMania?" See, we all we all said that as a joke, but then yes. we all kind of thought it's going to be Angle. It, it, it's going to be Angle, right? Or Bray Wyatt was kicked around there honestly, as a name. Honestly, 
I would not have been surprised to see Braun just like grab a kendo stick or something and just one handed just start beating the piss. Out see, of I thought it was going to be. That's what I thought it was going to be. Uh, and like he was just going to basically fight with one arm, him with one arm. Uh, I'm glad it was this because this was just fun. It was a good way to get some faces on the roster who maybe weren't going to be on it or on the show who weren't going to be on it. Otherwise. Yeah, it was really well booked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, we get Ruby Riot. Uh, we get a short video package first, hyping up the Riot versus Natalia match, and then we get Ruby Riot versus Natalia in a ladder match. Uh, or not a ladder match. Oh, by the way, a tables match. By the way, yeah. With yep. Ruby Riot, my girl Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, of course, the company. Well, well, Liv Morgan. Okay. Hey, Sarah deserves love too, man. Uh, I I do like Sarah, but oh, I love Liv. All right. Okay. You only live once, you know. <laughs> nice dude. Yeah. Oh. So oh uh, so God. this is gonna be a tables match, and so uh, here comes Ruby Riot with the Riot Squad, and of course she has. The table. And of course, I'm talking about the table. The table with the anvil, uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart fat head on it. This is awful. She comes out with this table. And so we, we kind of got into it. Uh, we were talking about it during the show. But uh, there are some people who think that that crossed the line. Like uh, the imaginary line that you can't cross in wrestling. I don't think that. I just think it was stupid. There's not a. What? There's not an imaginary line. Yes, there is. No, there's not. According to a lot of people, there is. There is a line. And when you, when you cross it, you're having sex with a corpse or stuff like that oh no it's fine hey hey people are gonna freak out about this but big boss man literally showed up at big show well not literally but showed up at big show's dad's funeral and dragged the <laughs> casket and yeah we, yeah i mean there, i, I there, agree it, i, oh, I don't oh, think big, big boss man got hanged by the way are we gonna forget huh? that no it's hanged. he's hanged is yeah. it in yeah, that it specific case in that specific instance yeah yep. um no so i don't think this was crossing any lines i just thought it was stupid and i was hoping she wouldn't bring this table to the match but she did and we got even more custom tables throughout this match. So let's talk this about it. This is just it. stupid. I, I also, real quick, I do want to say, I also think they've been trying to piggyback off of the Roman heat. So like when Roman, you know, obviously announced the the, the recurrence of his leukemia and uh, Dean Ambrose used that to get heat, right? Yeah. So I think that they're trying to piggyback on that with the Anvil Neidhart thing. Uh, it's escaping me. There's another thing. Oh, uh, with Nia Jax breaking yeah. Becky's face. Yeah. They're trying to, you know, blur those lines. And uh, this this one, as it's piggybacking, just felt half-assed. I agree. So, go ahead. Well, I don't, I don't mind them using Nia. Like, the glasses thing, I didn't hate. I didn't either. I just wish they had more build. I, yes. I wish you would have been coming out with the glasses for weeks and teasing them and, you know, going to give them back but faking it out and then eventually breaking them. I think to introduce them and break them in the same week, like, you didn't have any time to become attached to the glasses themselves. Uh, but I didn't necessarily have an issue with it. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was a good way to get But the heat. table thing is stupid. This, this is dumb. I was hoping she wouldn't bring it out, but it's worth noting. Here comes yeah. the gin table. Let's do it. Out. Uh, so let's get into the match here. Uh, so... Ruby's head gets bounced off a table uh, that is set up in the corner, and then Liv gets immediately sent through the table. Then Natalia, there's a German suplex by Natalia, and then Sarah Logan gets sent through another table. So both the members of the Riot Squad are out. Uh, Ruby taunts Natalia on with the table on Jim's table, so it's kind of set up in the corner, and she's like kind of rubbing her uh, on it. It's it's a little it's a little strange uh, to say the least. Um, and this is the first time we really see it see it get set up here. And then there's an Italian sharpshooter, and then Ruby uh, tips the table onto her to break out of it. The anvil table. I'm just going to call it the anvil table. Then Ruby eats an electric chair drop, kind of an inverted or a reverse re- re- uh, electric chair drop, face first. Or no, back first, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, and then, so Natalia g- gets outside of the ring. She goes to ringside, and she pulls out <laughs> a table with a fat head of Ruby Riot on it. 
Did you guys? Did you guys ever have a fat head? Just no, 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 no. I didn't. I did. I, I, did. I always wanted one. I had a Brett Favre one. So I'm trying to think like in non in like in kayfabe ter- like non kayfabe terms. I'm trying to imagine like Ruby Riot like going to wweshop.com and like ordering like a giant Jim the Anvil Nightheart sticker and then Natalia having to do the same but with Ruby Riot. Like it's so stupid. So, so they're she- basically putting money into each other's accounts yeah, by buying exactly. stuff up there. So she like pulls this. she pulls out her, her her Ruby Riot table and then she puts on Jim the Anvil Nightheart's jacket, which was a good moment, admittedly. I like that. Um and then she tries putting Ruby through the uh Ruby table, uh, but she gets super kicked for a trouble and then Ruby Riot gets power bombed through the Ruby table and Natalia wins the tables match this was not a good match in my opinion nope. uh the whole images on the table thing was dumb and it like really didn't make sense why ruby was on the table like it did, there was no connection there uh i didn't like it i gave it two stars what do you guys think um i gave it two stars i didn't hate it as much as you did we gave it the same rating. Yeah, we gave it the same rating, but <laughs> but I didn't hate it. I just thought it was an average match, and that's usually when my I thought average. it was slightly below average. Uh, Definitely, I loved the the two Riot Squad members going through tables tables beforehand. Yeah, that was fun, it, and it really kind of was like the heels all getting their comeuppance here. Yeah, that was fun. So, and I'm glad Natalia got the win, but I think Ruby Riot really needs to get a push coming up. Um, I think she's very talented. I think she's got a lot of uh, a lot of years. Yeah. I uh, also gave it two stars, but my, I just didn't care. Like the heat, the heat felt so forced to me. I didn't feel invested. I didn't feel the heat that they were trying to bring. I mean, they, they held up um, Anvil's table like while Ruby was beating up Natalia. Yeah, you know, held the table to her. He's disappointed. Yeah, in you. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. On the and entrance ramp. I just felt no. It didn't get any heat. No man, I didn't feel invested in it, it at it, all. It was it was pretty weak. Like if we're being honest. It just felt it all all of it in its entirety felt half assed to me. Um, I will say these are the most gimmicked tables I've ever seen. Oh, especially in this match, I noticed it big time. I've ever yeah. seen like split clean. Especially the one in half. that the one that uh, that Liv got put through. It was yeah. like a clean break. Like. Well, like she went to the floor. Yeah, clean. Yeah. I so. also just want to point it out again that I really, really, really love the Riot Squad. I think they all have huge futures ahead of them. I agree, and hopefully. I'm, and I'm not just saying that because I'm like in love with Liv Morgan. I'm just saying that I think they are very talented women and have a bright future. I agree. I, I hope that it's on a bigger and more uh, invested storytelling for the Riot Squad and for Natalia because I think she uh, can do some good things too. This just was never built very well. And this felt like the blow off to a very weak angle to me. Weak. Should we move on? Yeah. Yes, we get a please. Lars Sullivan promo, and they call him one of the hottest free agents in professional wrestling history. And again, those who are on the chat, we got seven people watching. You know, throw in your two cents. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you agree with us. Tell us if you don't. Start some discussions if you want. I see Greg and uh, Jordan Fizback. I don't know who you are, but you're thanks awesome. For, thanks for joining he's the chat. He's a friend now, baby. Yeah, he's a friend now, baby. You should buy a friend, t-shirt. We got, th- we got seven friends of the podcast watching. Let's get some... Let's get. I want to see seven... Com- I want to see seven different people commenting on that chat. Greg going off, though. Greg's going off. Greg, Greg, you are the <laughs> man, dude. And Jordan, you're the man, too. Uh, so up next, yes, after that, after the Lars Sullivan video package, we get Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor. Uh, worth noting, there's no... Um, Stipulation to this match. This is just a normal, regular rules one-on-one match. Um, I was looking forward to this match. Uh, I thought it was actually pretty good. We'll get into it. I really like this match. But so there's big chops to Finn to start. There's a basement drop kick to Drew, kind of take out the big man's legs. Big suplex and a beal. Like it was like a German suplex, 
into a beal like a it, it was really well done uh into that was to fin into a beal where you throw a man you toss a guy like by his ears okay okay that's what's called a beal i mean you know that's what it's called i've never Je- heard that but jessica, okay jessica beal no just beal oh, okay uh so finn tries for a sunset flip and then he gets thrown through uh he gets oh he gets a deadlift suplex after that uh and then he gets thrown off the top rope off the sunset flip for a near fall. And then the deadlift suplex for Drew. I was a little confused. Sorry. There's a double stop for Finn on the outside. And then a really nice kind of tornado-ish DDT to Drew once back in the ring. There's a top rope dive. And then a Finn sling blade. And then tilt or backbreaker to Finn. There's a roll up for a near fall at that point. And then um, Drew hits the Emerald Fusion from the top for a near fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for telling me that was called the Emerald Fusion. Shell shock. The shell it, sh- it is the Emerald also, Fusion. Also known as the shell shock. Uh, Finn uh, was doing the it Emerald first. Fusion. I like that name much better. So I'll, I'll go with that. And then Finn gets slammed on the apron after uh, trying for a kick. And then Balor gets killed with a stiff headbutt on the outside. Uh, good impact on that. Ouch. And then Dolph interferes while the ref has his back turned. He, he super kicks uh, Drew. And then he grabs a chair. But Drew steals it, gets in the ring with it. And then Finn sees it, uses it to his advantage, does a drop kick into the corner, into the chair. And then uh, coup de gras. And surprisingly, Finn Balor gets the win. Finn wins. Uh, I enjoyed this match. I thought this was very good. I thought the... Interference was quick enough that it made sense, and it actually alluded to later in the show. I gave it three stars. It was a good little match. Wow, I gave it a three and a half stars. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say, I wish WWE would take a page out of the McIntyre book that with Lashley. Because both of these guys left the WWE at a very low point in their careers. Yes. And Impact actually built them up back to how they should be. And it kind of seems like They've both gone in opposite ways. McIntyre has been built back up to being really, really good. And I think they don't know what to do with Lashley, even though they have a star on their hands. They just, they ruin him with stupid segments like that sister segment with uh, uh, Sami Sami Zayn. So I I think that it's almost impossible for one angle or one segment or a series of segments to ruin a character and kind of do irreversible damage. I think that's. Very rare in wrestling. I think it's always possible to build somebody back up after even the, the lowest of lows. Like if you look at uh, Sasha and Bailey for an example, they could be inserted into the main event picture tomorrow on Raw, and it would make sense. Having said all that, I truly believe that that sister angle with Zayn and Lashley killed Bobby Lashley. I do. I it do destroyed agree. him from, from in WWE. The and I don't know if he'll ever fully recover from it. Just because it was like like Luke said from the get-go, it was the first f- angle that he had back with the company and for it to be that just dumb and that pointless I, I think it really hurt and I don't think he's crawled out of that hole yet. He'll turn and all. I think they just put a ton of effort into it like you were saying Kyle. Ton of effort into Drew McIntyre. They've done it right with him. Um, it took a while for him to start getting this sort of a push. Um, but well, well, I mean, he went to NXT and won the belt and then came up and was in the Diesel role, role with uh, yeah. Ziggler. So with he, Ziggler. he did yeah, have that's it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no, Lashley, they just... It's like they, they've put so much effort into Drew and then just haven't funneled any of that towards Lashley's way. No, I agree. Right. So I, lazy. I, I agree. It's so lazy. I definitely agree. Because, um, because, again, Lashley could be a star. He could be a Brock Lesnar-type character. Yeah, I mean, he was booked so well in Impact... He, he was that monster champion for so long, and he's just doing nothing right now. It, it drives me crazy. I, uh, I gave this match three and a half stars. Um, nice. I think Drew and Finn have a lot of chemistry. They, I they, agree, too. They, they wrestled very well. Um, the, the Dolph interference made sense. 
um, they didn't get a good camera angle of like the ref not seeing it though. So I was like, yeah. Uh, at first we were, we were kind of like, is that is this a no DQ match or what? But on the replay, you did get to see that the ref was distracted and yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised Finn won, and he actually. I we kind of got in an argument over this on what this means, but I told I said that Finn kind of got the Brock Lesnar treatment there for a while. Yeah, he was getting thrown around a lot in this match. All. That over the head belly to belly that was clear across the ring was awesome. The headbutt was just excruciating looking. My and boy Wyatt's here. Match. Hey Wyatt, uh, Lashley versus Lesnar is a dream match of yours. I would like you to know see what? it. I would really like to see it too. Bro- Brother Joe also agrees with that. He's he said that too. Yeah, he has. Uh, I think that would be I think that would be a good match if you built it properly. It could be just. A good Haas fight, but you know what? Lashley's—he's—they've got to do like six months of repair work before they can do something like that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Oh, for sure. They they, really they've got to start it on Monday. I mean, what? hopefully that's the end of this, and they can do something with him now. I know we're beating this point into the ground, right? Mm-hmm. But oops, Rip. he is so good if given the chance to be good. But they have just ruined him. This this butt thing, this Leo Rush thing, which isn't even bad. It's just annoying. Yeah. Um. Should we move on now? Unfortunately. Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio, Booyaka Booyaka, in a my favorite stipulation match besides tables match, a chairs match. Who's that jumping um, God, I, I'm I'm sorry. Do it. I am so oh, bored with Randy Orton. I am just so bored of him. Ooh. Hey, wait, I have a question. Go and off. this is just random. What happened to Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy? Was that supposed to be on the show? This should that should have been on the show. That's a good feud. Instead of this doo-doo. I thought, I thought that was supposed to be on the show. It should have been. I just thought of that. Or even make that a tag team match here because S- something. I I've seen Ray and Orton a hundred times. I I, I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, this has been a decent feud, I will say. And I have kind of like I liked the kind of beginning of Orton's heel run when he was going after Jeff Hardy and he said he was gonna the basically ma- be the Legend Killer 2.0 essentially. The match with Jeff Hardy at Hell in a Cell was one of the best Orton matches I I've agree. seen in years. In a long time. Um, yes. But we're back to that Orton that just doesn't feel invested to me. He just doesn't care. He and doesn't- he's working with another older guy who he's worked with a lot and they've had good matches in the past but something was amiss. This is un- uninspired. Yeah. Is the word. Yeah. Uh so Ray gets sent outside right off the bat, and then he attacks Orton with a chair. Uh, and then my favorite spot of this whole match came a little bit later when Ray laid on a chair, kind of like slid on it and surfboarded it out of the ring, sick. off the, through the bottom rope, and onto Orton outside. Uh, that was a really nice spot. Probably my favorite spot of the match, actually, which, oof. Uh, so, and then Randy gets seated in the chair outside. Uh, Ray goes for a, like a seated senton, but he misses and just tailbones the chair. That looked really painful uh, outside of the ring there. Yeah, he got jacked up for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and then Ray gets face planted on a chair back inside the ring, and then Orton wedges the chair in the corner. Ray sends Orton into a 619 attempt. It gets countered, and then Ray manages to hit an enziguri on the apron to Orton, and then he does hit the 619, and then uh, Randy hangs Ray upside down and then smashes his face into a chair on the turnbuckle several times. That was a pretty interesting spot. Yeah, like a reverse tree of woe. Yeah, and then he kind of just smashes his face there, and then Orton sets up like several chairs, four like four chairs in the ring, like normal, like you'd sit in them, and then uh, he ends up seated in one of them, and then uh, Rey Mysterio tries for a Hurricane Rana into a roll-up, but it was very messy. Like off the chair. Yeah, but it was very messy. The exchange wasn't good, but that is the spot that finishes this match. Just an interesting end to an interesting match. I give it two stars. I gave it one and three quarters. Yeah. This was my least favorite match of the night. I, I think was, me too, probably. I was really bored. Um, they just they have chemistry, but I think... Orton is just so uninvested, and I think Ray probably should be working with newer talent. I agree. I think, I think Ray should be facing the 
Almas's and Samoa Joe's yeah. and the, and he should be putting them over. They should yes. both be putting talent over. Yeah. Yes, this then, match didn't need to happen. No. You could you could build them up to be title contenders again. Yeah, but the like I would love to see a Rey Mysterio versus Daniel Bryan feud with Rey putting Daniel over. Oh yeah. Um, that I would, would love actually to, be very fun. Yes, and I think Ray and AJ would be fun too. Yep. I mean that it's kind the of a smaller fa- guys. It's kind of a yeah. face versus face thing, but uh, whatever. I'm just so this was on, a, uh, versus. Anyway. I'm just uninterested in anything Orton does, and really since rated RKO, I haven't been invested in Orton very much. Yeah. yeah. So we're all in agreement. Did you give your rating? He hasn't no. given his rating yet. Uh, one and three quarters, Zach. I'm sorry. I don't know how you can give this two stars, bro. I really don't. No, dude. No, dude. Get out of our shit. Uh, so after no, that, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. oh, I'm sorry, Luke. I'm sorry. Go Jeez. ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. It's a tough crowd. I know. Um, one, I don't know if it's cultural or what, but the mohawk, the mohawk on Ray's masks, like the horse, the horse looking thing. Oh my I'm gosh. Sick of, I'm sick of that. I'm not a fan of the horse look for Ray. No. Um, I don't even know those four chairs, dude. I don't even know what Randy was. Was he going to RKO him through him? I don't know what his plan. I you, think so. You only need three of them. He's Ray Mysterio. He's all of five. So here's eights. another thing. Here's another thing. Or Ray got several six one nine teases and eventually got the six one nine. There was not one RKO tease. Not one in this entire match. Not one. No vipering. Isn't happened. that what you were wanting though? Like, what was that? What you were wanting a couple weeks ago was like no more RKO. What? I mean, I, I don't want him to use it on TV, but I think in a pay per view you oh, can okay. pull it out. Okay. Yeah. Because so. it gets heel heat, right? But no, I just noticed that not one tease of anything for Orton. This was just a nothing match. It yeah, was nothing. This, this match was unnecessary and the finish was disgusting. Yo, Jordan back. you're right. It was boring. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> backstage, <laughs> something that wasn't boring and that could be interesting was uh, uh, Finn Balor and Dolph Ziggler had a confrontation. Uh, they're arguing over the interference. Finn said he didn't need his help. Uh, I don't Dolph need said, your help despite the fact I was getting my ass Yeah, Dolph said, me. clearly you kind of do. And uh, said it had nothing to do with you. And then uh, They're Ziggler, wrestling tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. Is that really happening? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. When when did that happen? I I don't know. They showed a graphic for it on the show. They did. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, I missed it. Uh, so maybe that's that. Hopefully, it goes up. I think that could be an interesting. I angle. did totally miss this whole thing because I was using the bathroom. Yeah. and you didn't stop it for me, but that's all right. I mean, he just got thrown into an equipment box and called it good. Yeah, and that was that. And then we go on to our next match, which is Ronda Rousey, the current Raw Women's Champion, against Nia Jax, and this is the uh, Raw Women's Title yep. match. This match, I can say right off the bat, before we get into it, I was probably looking forward to maybe the least, probably less than even Ray. I think we talked about Randy. it. I think we talked about this on the pre-show, and Ray and Randy, and this match were the two that we both were like. Mm. But I will say, this Ronda Rousey carried this match, and she did a fantastic job. God, dude, she. This is Kurt. This is Kurt Angle level proportions. This of is she, the growth that she's had. She hasn't even been wrestling in this company for a year. I mean, yeah. she's been training longer than that. But actually, her debut, her first wrestling match ever was the Rumbless. Was in April. Oh, wait, no, no, no. It was. It was in Wrestle- April yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. She showed up. You know she what? She has come so far in such a short amount of time. I remember talking about Ronda Rousey. And I really thought she was going to catch on fast, right? And people were like, "No, I don't think she will." Or Meh. You called that one. No, not. I'm not even going to give myself credit for this because I didn't think she'd catch on this fast. She has she, been she, amazing. She, like Luke, I think just said, it was like a Kurt Angle type scenario where she has just got it. Yeah. So she's she's turned the corner where she, she's turned the corner from where she needs to be, not needs to be carried, but where she can be carried through a match. She has become the person who can carry a match. So crazy, man. In a few short months it's since insane. she's since she's had the title, she can now carry a match. She carried this match. Let's get into it because. I was blown away by this match. I guys. was too. I really yeah. liked it. Yeah. I was completely, and I, I, I'm not afraid to admit when I was wrong. I was wrong about this match. 
I was too, yeah. Yes. And I'm sure um, Nia deserves credit too. She was in this match too. But (laughs) Ronda's the person that stood out to me, and we'll get into into why here. Do it. Yes. So right off the bat, uh, Ronda tries for an armbar right off the bat. She eats a deadlift powerbomb, and there's a corner splash, and then a beal by Nia, and then... (laughs) Stop. I've literally never heard you say beal Michael Cole said it. We've got a lot of beals going on. Uh, so then there's a Nia gets thrown into the post here and then she gets uh, Ronda just runs right into her arm in the post and then Ronda sticks in a sleeper back in the ring after a few other nice I mean maneuvers she was getting in these submissions she was she was transitioning from submission to submission like so smooth seamless. so seamless it really was and then she has a, a sleeper on her for a little while here and then Jax gets sent outside and then Ronda climbs up to the top and she hits a crossbody to Nia uh, a really nice crossbody, nice rotation, really good form, uh, which knocks Nia down. And then there's a Samoan drop for a near fall back in the ring. And then she tries for a second rope Samoan drop. It gets countered into a sunset flip, power bomb for a near fall. And then Ronda climbs the lady to kick her and then climbs her again to punch her. Uh, she was parkouring on Nia Jax. No, dude, she was hardcore parkour. It was amazing. She climbs up her and does that right twice in a row. And then she does, she gets, tries to sink in another submission, rolls into the arm bar instantaneously. And kisses her fist. Yes. And then points at Tamina because Tamina got involved slightly and then puts the arm bar in. Instantaneous tapping. Ronda Rousey retains the championship. Guys, I give this match three stars. I, I was blown away by this match. I uh, I give it three and a quarter stars because mm. I love Ronda Rousey's offense. Um, Nia did great. It was really good, uh, like chopping down the big, the yeah. bigger person. Of course. And uh, right now we're, th- I know we've said this a few times tonight, and we're probably gonna say it more. We are at the apex of women's wrestling. I know. <sighs> and and not just in WWE, like you know you're seeing outside WWE, you're seeing like the Tessa Blanchards and the Jordan Graces. And um, the tie of Valkyries. Valkyrie, yeah. yeah, there's just so many good women wrestlers right now. And I used to get so bored with women's wrestling same, back in the day. Same. And now I'm like, oh, man, I might be looking forward to this more. Like we were talking about um, watching Impact Homecoming together and not doing a show, but actually watching it. And Tessa and Ty is one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. And then Jordan, Chelsea Green. Yeah, she's great, too. Yeah. There's so much great women's talent right now. And, I love it. And Ronda Rousey is just stepping in and like she's there she's great owning it and, she, and she, how yeah. how good is she gonna get because she, she's not even at the at her highest level bro, yet. it hasn't been not a even year. close dude it has not been not a even year. close it, it's seeing her and and i i haven't been a ronda hater or a ronda detractor but i have been, been very skeptical i've been very yeah skeptical and very vocal about it's too much too soon for ronda mm-hmm. I, we, we were all worried about that at one point i think she's turned a corner and i think uh that why it's right, Nikki Cross is another one. That, but sorry and, to interrupt. I just and Tyler, to point Tyler Breeze, thanks for that, Greg. Uh, <laughs> I think that she's turned a corner, and I I was totally wrong about her. She she can be the face of this women's division. She's she's she, I can tell she's busting her butt, man. And just kudos to her. Um, I just want to throw this out here before Lucas to his rating. Okay, Ronda might end up being one of the best of all time because how yes. good is I she agree. now? Yes. If she sticks around in WWE for and has a career, she will. She she will. I don't see she'll be she in the wouldn't. conversation. Yeah. Luke, what do you think of the match? Uh, I give it three and a half. I give it the right. nice rating. All right. man. Yeah. I. I so um no i i absolutely love this match man. awesome i was super skeptical uh once again there's a few a few uh, wrestlers on this card that just their their heat is just not where it should be nia jackson yeah. one of them they just haven't taken advantage of that Shh. becky face break i am quite, like so I thought. disappointed 
and Nia Jax. So so okay, so we've got this huge ascension by uh by Ronda, right? Yeah. Nia Jax is going She's going to backwards. Me, to me, she's going into a, a big down. Slope. I think she stopped the tailspin tonight with a good match, but it's yeah. it's Did she? I mean I think she so probably So you're gonna care it. about Nia Jax on Monday. Or yeah, on Monday. I mean I thought she looked great tonight. I, I mean thought Ronda, she looked good. I thought she looked good. I, she was I want to really see where well. she goes. Especially with the interaction with Becky backstage, so I just think that she was somebody, even in NXT, that I was invested in, that I saw a future with. You know, she had the the Raw Women's title for a while. She when she won yes. that women that Raw Women's title, she got a huge ovation. Yep. She, she was the yeah, people were so into good. her. Yeah. And ever the, since the then, she's been and all that. she's been in a tailspin ever since then. And I I'm really hoping that I'm hoping the match will stop it. Yeah. I I hope so. Um, I do. Uh, I mean, just the match was so creatively laid out. It was so creatively yeah. done. Yeah. Um, good job, Fit Finley. Ron, Ron, yes. Ronda had a, a textbook crossbody. Yeah, like we we've literally a watched beautiful her. Crossbody. Yes, we watched her evolve in front of our very eyes. Yeah. Um the you know the obviously the parkour, the super the the like the Superman punch where she springboarded off of Nia was amazing. The um, weird like uh, I don't even know what you call it, but she flipped all around Nia, put that sleeper in. That was super cool. Yep. Um, it's just we've watched her evolve from a. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna win this match. Yeah. Like we've watched her evolve from that to knowing how to be aggressive and and she's Ronda Rousey, man. She's the baddest woman on the planet, right? So she's yeah. really she's a face, but at the same time has evoked that so well now. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, the sky's the limit, man. I agree. Uh, Let's move on. Up next, uh, backstage after a short vignette, we see. Um, uh, Nia Jax feeling sorry for herself. She's kind of holding her arm and pouting. She tries to get a, uh, an interview question and no go. She's not going to want to talk. And then she walks right into frame and here's Becky Lynch. And uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch just lays her out with a stiff right hand and she goes down. So uh, a nice little bow on that uh, incident. And I thought that was a great way to kind of close yep. the book on that feud. That, the the non-feud, I guess you could say. Now let's give us something real fickle. Mm. Yes, AJ Styles versus the new Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Can I say fickle, fickle, fickle? I fickle. think that there have been few people in the history of this business who can transform themselves like Daniel Bryan. A month ago, he was this, uh, this, this baby face. You know, eat your vitamins and 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 say, say your, your prayers, prayers, brother. Baby face, the underdog baby face. That's not Daniel Bryan. And in a oh, matter sorry. in a matter okay. of weeks, he has turned into this sadistic, evil, like snobby heel. He's a he is he really is the new Daniel Bryan. He's a different person. And there are so f- you can almost count on one hand the amount of people who can who can pull that off. And I am I am just loving this Daniel Bryan. The, right the now. heels in the face. Yeah, is that what you're talking and about? And just being just not even that, like, because you can switch from heel to face well, but just but being I, a different person when you're a heel. I, I than, think we talked about this a little bit. Who can pull it off? Yeah, there's very few. There's very few, and I really think Daniel Bryan's one of the few. I and I think he's been. I mean, if they continue the way they're doing, he could be. He could. This could be the the defining moment for Bryan's career. Uh, let's get into this match. The, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The defining moment for Daniel Bryan's career, you think? If this could be the best run, if he continues the way he is, Bro, I, I think better this could than be, WrestleMania thirty. Ah, uh, that was. I think that, that was just that was, was just a moment. Though. No, no, it was, it was a total movement. But then the he got hurt, and it was kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Okay. If he can stay healthy and he can have a good run, I just love what he's doing right now. That was the best. Not that I trust. Yeah. Not that I trust WWE to 
run with this and keep doing a great job. But if they do, I'm just saying this could be historic. Thirty was one of the best payoffs I've ever seen in my life. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so there's a seated uh, head scissors by AJ to open the match. There's a drop kick by Brian. It sends him outside. AJ gets sent into the barricade hard here. There's a Brian running knee, and then. Uh, there's a Brian surfboard here for a long time, then a big chop to AJ, and then he gets some of his own. Really starts laying in some stiff chops to Brian here. They trade roll up near falls. There's a corner drop kick to AJ, who then eats a clothesline on the second try. Uh, AJ hits Brian with a huge clothesline there. Uh, Styles kicks in the corner here, and then AJ clothesline for a near fall. AJ beats up Brian outside at ringside, uh, and then rolls him back into the ring for a near fall there. AJ gets a moonsault for the DDT combo, like the reverse DDT, which gets countered really nicely into a knee strike, like some stiff knee strikes, and then into a snap neck breaker. Really nice sequence there. There's yes kicks, uh, and then one right in the head for a near fall. And then there's an AJ in Zaguri, and he recovers, and there's a forearm, which uh, Brian catches Brian and then Brian tries for a kick. He eats a corkscrew, and then Brian's leg gets wrapped around the post. There's a Top rope Rana by Ryan. AJ turns it into a roll-up, and then he tries for a Styles Clash, and then he gets a single-leg crab, and then Brian counters that into a yes lock, and there's dual roll-ups, and then there's an AJ Pele kick, and then there's an uh, AJ drop kick, and then AJ gets his springboard 450 splash for a near fall. Really picking up here. Uh, this was a really good sequence. The last 10 minutes of this match was just fantastic. And there's a calf crusher. Brian eventually gets the ropes after a nice tap tease there. And there's a forearm off the barricade uh, from the timekeeper's area to Brian, and then he rolls him back into the ring, tries for another run, uh, Brian avoids it, kind of pushes him into the ref, and then gets a roll-up for the win. I wasn't super enthusiastic about this being a roll-up finish, but it potentially prolongs this feud, so I'm okay with it. Other yeah. than that, this was a great match. I, and I have to say, where was this at? San Jose? San Jose. I have a bone to pick with the San Jose crowd. That, that wasn't this match. Mm. Yes, it was. The boring chant? Yeah. No, no that, that was Dean and Seth. That was You're Dean right. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. This was a fantastic wow. match. I give it four stars. I gave it four and a quarter. Um, I Daniel Bryan is on Fire. He really is. Like, <clears throat> oh my god, the match against uh, Brock Lesnar, the whole heel turn, like everything is clicking right now for Daniel Bryan. And I think you're right. This is going to be his best run. Um, and AJ is so good. And Always. I think we talked about we he talked really about is. that AJ is getting older, and you can tell that he's kind of toning it down a little bit. But he's bit. still he just changed his style a little, and he's still putting on great both, matches. Both of these dudes for their health have for changed sure, their style. For sure. I really think that I. I want when the roster switch again to see one of these two go feud with Seth Rollins. I would love that because, oh, it's it. Those three right now are probably the best workers on the main roster. I agree, mm-hmm. and I love it. I'm I'm wrestling has been kind of bad in WWE lately. Like the shows have been pretty bad. The weekly shows. Yes. Yeah. But oh, Daniel Bryan is making it mm-hmm. watchable. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Luke, what do you think? I actually gave it three and three quarters i should have given it four but honestly i need to go back and watch this match again there was a lot of shit going on while we were watching yeah, this match there was kids running around without diapers on and yeah. balloons getting played yeah. with and ryan donahue just being a punk he's such a prick i'm never letting him back in my apartment ever again wow i was the only one that loved him huh it's okay he doesn't listen to the show yeah. i love ryan um, i love ryan too yeah i mean the the funny thing we're not mentioning here uh so obviously aj styles and daniel bryan not taking as many crazy bumps now especially daniel but you know what like, that just lends more to his character. So when he was the underdog face, he was just getting ragdolled and getting yeah. thrown around like crazy. Now, he's not going to put his body on the line for the fans. Nope. And so, that like, it's such a, a dual-layered thing to do. It's kind of a new like, dynamic it's, it's for so him, It's so impressive. And yeah. he's had, obviously, he's had a, I, I don't know. I guess his the no, whole no thing wasn't really a heel. 
wasn't really him being a heel, but it was like a kind comedy of, yeah, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had that comedy act. Now, granted, he did a ton, of, a ton of heel stuff in the indies. Now, this is just straight heel, straight heat, and I love it, man. Yeah, I agree. That boy from Aberdeen, he's that he's damn killing good. It. Okay, he's back it. to the comments for a minute. Greg, I don't know what you mean by the new brother love. Uh, we'll clarify in the comments there, Greg. Uh, up next, we get... Oh, uh, there's Rhonda gets interviewed backstage, and she says, uh, "Revenge." Ooh, ooh, Wyatt. I also love the surfboard stretch. Haven't seen that in forever. It was so, ever. He, he's, he, it. Uh, Brian had been teasing pulling it out uh, the last kind of few months. It might have been the first time he actually got it though. Yes. Uh, so it was nice to see. Um, so uh, backstage, Rhonda is interviewed, and she says she's talking about uh, Becky and the kind of the whole Charlotte Becky triangle with Rhonda and everything that's going on there. Uh, mostly Charlotte. And uh, she drops a quote that says, Revenge is a bitch, and I'm the baddest one on the planet. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little foreshadowing for the main event. We shall see. And then we get a video package hyping up everything that's gone down between uh, Dean and Seth. I thought this was a very, very solid video package. Now, before this match starts, let your feelings for the San Jose crowd be known. Mm-hmm. So during this match, they, they were doing a This Is Boring chant. San Jose... Let a story play out, please. Bullshit. Let a story play out because this was not. This was anything but boring. This was sure, another great match. This wasn't. This wasn't a Tokyo. This wasn't a match you'd see in the Tokyo Dome. But this was storytelling at its finest. This was NXT level storytelling. Yes. The match. It's the match itself wasn't quite there, but they, they left some on the table for for a, a further match. I'm sure for a rematch down the line. How dare they crown this chant? This is boring during this match. It's funny because it kind of does. Now that you say that, it kind of does feel like Champa Gargano a little bit. They were letting a story play out in the ring, yes. and the crowd was not patient enough, or smart enough, or both to respect that. Bunch and of that marks. really upset me. Yeah, bunch and to be fair, it was marks. not a majority of the crowd. It was a hard chant to hear because it was a very small amount of people, but it was enough. Go ahead, Kyle. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, so again, this is uh, can you, kind can of you shake violently again, please. <laughs> you look like you're about to explode. <laughs> so I will say, I think the first three weeks of build for this for this uh, feud has been a lot stronger than the last three. Um, I think that at first, when you had the initial turn and, and the whole Roman Reigns leukemia announcement and all that bundled together, those first few weeks when uh, Dean wasn't really saying much and was kind of being kind of vague, I loved that. More recently, he's kind of turned his attention away from Seth, and and he's kind of done the Bane thing where he wore the gas mask, and he had the druids with him, and it's kind of gone off course, uh, and he said he got a shot in the in the trainer's room and said that the crowd makes him sick. I'm not so into that. It's a little silly, but thankfully, this video package was edited, so they kind of left out a lot of that more recent stuff and just focused on Seth and Dean and, the and their relationship. Yeah. yeah. And I thought the video package was really well done. And uh, so we get to the match here. And Also, a- I think Dino needs to uh, stay bald because he's, he's got the word. Like, his hairline, I thought I was self-conscious about mine. But, God, just shave it, dude. I kind of liked it. Why? I don't know. I just, just how it gets matted yeah, on. Like, that yeah. one little patch that gets matted <laughs> yeah. on his head. Um, so... We do start this match off. Uh, I will, by the way, uh, Dean came out with like this nice siren playing before his, his like over his music. I kind of liked the idea of having just the siren play. I don't know. Uh, but one little detail I noticed that I liked a lot about Dean's entrance was that he was wearing this really small, subtle snake pin on his jacket. And if that's not just a total microcosm of his character lately, I don't know what is. I thought that was a really, really nice touch. Maybe a little on the on the nose, but hey, it's wrestling. What can you expect? You know, uh, just a nice little touch. I thought. Kevin Durant's also a snake. Yeah, true. So Seth gets some strikes in the corner to start, and then Ambrose fights back. Rollins gets tossed into the announce table, and then Dean hits a snap suplex back into the 
into the uh, ring. We get a nice long rest hold spot here, and then there's an elbow to Seth, and then a Dean swinging neckbreaker. Then Dean gets sent into the turnbuckle, and then he recovers from that and hits a Texas Cloverleaf onto Seth uh, to kind of mm, sell the another knee. Another one that we haven't seen in a while. Yep, yep, and it was a nice one too. And kind of just keep working on that knee that we know have has had uh, recurring problems for Seth in the past. Uh, there's a really, really good looking uh, apron. So he, so Seth drapes. Dean over the middle rope on the apron and then hits a leg drop to the back of his neck like a famous or almost, and yeah. destroys Dean Ambrose that was a devastating looking move six spot that wasn't you look like you have no idea what I'm talking about Kyle I'm just kind of zoning okay did you like that spot I did all right cool uh, cute. you are and so uh Seth back in the ring Seth lands on his feet after a back body drop and then he, uh, and then eats a clothesline for his troubles though and goes outside to catch his breath and then hits a suicide dive to Dean and then Comes back into the ring. He tries for a sunset flip, but his uh, knee gives out and he falls. And then Dean hits a buckle bomb for a near fall. And then Dean hits an inverted face buster for a near fall. And then Seth gets crotched on the top rope. Uh, he tries he tries for the uh, superplex Falcon Arrow. Gets crotched onto the top rope and then taken out. And then Dean gets a near fall from that. Uh, Dean mocks Seth. He does the burn it down thing. Uh, allows Seth to recover and he hits the ripcord knee for a near fall. And then uh, Dean gets his knees up on a frog splash. Uh, Seth recovers, hits a falcon arrow, and then the uh, the superplex falcon arrow combo for a near fall. He tries for the super kick, but then uh, Dean gets up and he tries for the fist bump. And this is a really nice moment where Seth was thinking about it, and then he got too mad. He couldn't do it, and he takes out. He started shaking like Kyle. He started shaking like oh, Kyle. brother. And then he took out uh, Seth, hit, or took out Dean, hits him with a nice kick, knocks him down. And then Seth power bombs Dean out on the, uh, on the ring apron, and then... I beats the count barely, or not the ring apron on the guardrail, a la uh, Finn Balor, the same spot that uh, separated his shoulder. This one looked a little safer. Uh, barely beats the count, gets back in right before the 10 count. Uh, Seth goes for a stomp, gets countered into a Dirty Deeds, and we have a new Intercontinental Champion, and his name is Dean Ambrose. I liked this match a lot. I thought it was a lot of storytelling, and I thought that it kind of left, they left some things on the table for a perspective of Seth Rollins' rematch, which I'm guessing Dean will hold on to the title uh, whenever that takes place. I did enjoy the match. I gave it 3.5 stars. I thought it was a good match. Um, I gave it four stars. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to me that this was my third favorite match of the night. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was so good. This could have been the main event and I wouldn't have complained. I can't wait to see what comes next. Um, uh, I like that Dean won the title. Yep. Because I want I want after this feud set to go to the... the to beat Brock Lesnar. I don't think it's setting up for that potentially. I think um, so too. Especially after on Raw when he was like, we have a champion that won't ever come here. Yeah, he played planted the seeds and I think I think you can still get one good match out of out of Dean and Seth and then turn your attention to the universal title picture. Luke, what did you think? Um, once again, I'm sorry, AJ and Daniel. I, I need to go back and watch the match. I gave this four stars when I only gave that one three and three quarter. The reason for me is the, the story they were telling. And we, I referenced uh, Gargano Ciampa before that moment where Dean, you know, says "hold up, hold up" and offers the fist yeah. bump out, and then Seth, you know, freaks out, and that was that was a really good spot too when he just starts going off on him. Yeah, uh, holds his fa- like holds his limp face yeah. there for a second, and, you know, this is for everybody, you know, yep. this is for yeah. Roman, and yeah. just smacks the, the piss, the mic, oh yeah, smacks smacked the him piss stiff out of him. Um, I think this is a great rivalry. It's going to have a great payoff, and uh, this was this was a nice this was a nice chapter. I yeah. mean. I, I think I've been I'm more invested in Dean than I have been in a very long time. I agree. 
Uh, up next, we get a video package hyping up the main event, which is, of course, going to be the first ever women's triple threat TLC match against Asuka, Charlotte, and the champion, Becky Lynch. Uh, I did not like this video package. I know I praised their video packages a lot, but this this did not seem to match the gravity and the intensity of what a TLC match is. It was kind of like a pop song playing underneath. Um, too many, yeah, too many bouncy visuals and bright colors for me. Bouncy? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> stop it. Don't, don't try to uh, put him in that hole, you but, bastard. It is what it is. Uh, the match itself yeah, I knew was going to be good, and it did not disappoint me. And, of course, this is a TLC match. you got to grab that title from the rafters off of a ladder. Yes. Uh, start out right off the bat. Asuka gets some nice corner hip attacks onto both ladies, and then Lynch gets an exploder to Charlotte, and then Char- a ladder gets grabbed, and Asuka grabs one as well. They, uh, one gets set up in the corner, and then Asuka gets bounced off of it, and then Asuka hits a code breaker out of nowhere to Becky, and then Becky gets thrown off the middle rope onto a ladder, and then Asuka and Charlotte are fighting for a while on top of the ladder going for the belt. Asuka gets powerbombed through a table, um, and then Becky... It's a top rope drop kick to Asuka, and then Asuka hip attacks Becky, and then kind of just sits there in the middle rope, and then that allows Becky or Charlotte to uh, hit her in the ass with a chair. So we got some ass trauma. Not really dick trauma on the show, but we got ass trauma. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And there's a Charlotte moonsault to both ladies outside. They beautiful. Did not, it was beautiful, but they did not catch Once her. Once again, like, I don't know if they ever catch Charlotte. She had man. to compensate for it and kind of, like, do a smooth they landing just, herself. Like, they just, like, link arms, and yeah. oh, that's all you're getting, yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, and then Charlotte sets up a table outside, and then Becky attacks both ladies with a chair, and then Becky sets up a ladder, and then she lays both ladies onto the announce table, and then she gets up on top of the ladder that's set up outside, and she murders Charlotte with a leg drop. So Oscar rolls oh, away. A butt drop. She, she kind of missed. She like you Typically on a leg drop, you get it over the, the throat area. She completely missed, and not only did her legs not go on any part of her body, her rear end just all of that weight directly yeah, onto Charlotte. I thought Charlotte was ribs. hurt. I thought she broke a rib. Yeah. I was almost certain she broke a rib. Uh, the Strong. Iron Lady of WWE, because I, a, a lesser, a lesser man or woman, and this would have been a broken rib for sure. That was a nasty looking spot. Those flare jeans, um, baby. She did take a few minutes to rest. Um, we were both kind of thinking. All three of us, I think, we're kind of thinking, well, maybe she's out of the match. Uh, well, and the table wasn't gimmicked as it should have. Yeah, been. the table didn't break for a second either. That's a good point. That's the thing. Like all of that energy went to her ribs. Yeah, it it was really bad. Uh, so Asuka and Becky are on the ladder at this point where Charlotte recovers. They uh, are, are fighting over the belt, and then here comes Charlotte with a kendo stick and just starts beating everybody up, and uh, then they go outside, and then Becky hits a backsploder to Charlotte onto a barricade into a table that's kind of leaned up. It didn't break, but good-looking spot. Um, didn't it? Didn't, like, the bottom of it break? It might yes, have. And she bonked the back of her head. Like clean on the table. Oh yeah, that break. was the one inside the ring. Oh, was it? Uh, that was inside the ring. Yeah, might be. That was, that was the one. Uh, that was also a exploder though. Uh, this was one that happened outside on the barricade, and then Asuka kills Becky with the kendo stick. It's just hitting her so hard, and then she gets speared right into the timekeeper's area, and she is out for uh, uh, Asuka is out for quite a quite a long time there from that Charlotte spear. Charlotte and Becky are brawling in the ring. Uh, uh, Becky gets laid on a table outside, and there's a stiff slap, and then a rolling senton from the top rope to the outside to Becky through a table. Really nice looking spot there. Sick. Um, and then, yeah, that I loved that. I thought that. I mean, at this point, Charlotte's laying everybody out. Everyone's getting theirs, you know. Uh, so Charlotte climbs up the ladder, and then Oscar recovers and comes after her. They fight on top for a while. They're right up by the belt, and then uh, Becky comes in. She sets up her own ladder, and then Oscar uh, gets knocked off. And then Charlotte switches ladders, goes over to the other ladder, and uh, starts fighting with. Uh, Becky the Bexter the the Bexter on that and then uh, the crowd starts going nuts and we looked over and it turns out 
here here comes Ronda Rousey. She and again, revenge. She tips over the ladder that Charlotte and Becky are fighting on, knocks them both out. They roll out of the ring. Asuka is able to climb up the ladder. She grabs the title, and the show closes with Asuka being crowned the new SmackDown Woo! Women's Champion. This is what you wanted, Zach. Ooh, what a match. I thought this was the right move. I think that Becky is at a level, not to sound like Bruce Pritchard, but she doesn't need that belt. Becky is at a level where she is so over. And she can do whatever she wants now, and she can move on, and, and she can have a program with Asuka. She doesn't need that belt. Asuka desperately needed something to put her back into the main event scene, and I think she will be a, a great champion for SmackDown, and the crowd was super into it. This was a fantastic match. What a way to end this show. I give it 4.5 stars. Fantastic mm, stuff. Match of the night. Match of the night easily. Uh-huh. So, I didn't want the Becky title reign to end yet, but I understand why Asuka got the belt. For sure. Because um, Becky's been red hot in both her looks and her um, run lately. Uh, but I give the match four and three quarters. It was almost a five-star match for me. It was it was on that verge. I loved everything about this match other than the finish because I wanted Becky so bad to win. But, God, what a good match. What a great ending to the show. I agree. Four and a quarter for me. All right. I, I, it was match of the night for oh, me. Oh, melts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your pie hole. I, I, if it was in the Tokyo Dome, would it be five stars? Six stars. It'd be six. <laughs> six and a half. Um, I, Oscar really deserved it, man. I, I haven't... It seems like she hasn't been hot since uh, last WrestleMania. Yeah, you know? true. You're right. Um, so she she definitely, desperately needed something. I liked uh, Ronda getting involved. That seemed like the right moment. Charlotte is an absolute trooper. Some awesome spots all the way around. I do want to say, though... Oops, sorry. I do want to say... Since unprotected headshots with a chair aren't aren't a thing anymore, I'm I'm glad. But uh, the kendo stick is probably my most favorite weapon now. It's got a great. Like, it leaves it's good great sound. Great sound. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's the most high impact looking weapon I think. And yeah, and just when they're wailing on people, yeah. man. It I mean, Oscar had looks, welts from from the shot she was taking. Well, then Oscar was wrecking people yeah. too. So I mean, it had it had everything you needed. Um, once again. Once again, a woman's main event steals the show. Yep. I mean, this was the match of the what night. A time. This this was always advertised as the main event, and it was very well deserved. Uh, what a great way to close you, the show. You want to talk about, um, you know, obviously, we've just been absolutely going off about the women's movement. You want to talk about closing the year out with a microcosm of the progress made yeah, in this, this year. This was a perfect way to uh, A show stealing that. main event by the women. And how fitting is it that one of the ladies that really helped build that uh, next to Charlotte as Sasha and she was nowhere to be found on this card. Yes, yeah, and Bailey too. Really. They got to figure that out. Yeah. They, they will. They, they will. And I'm um, confident that they will. I mean, so what, as a as a whole, what do you rate this show? So overall, this was a kind of a tough show to rate for me because mm. there was nothing terrible on this show, but the first two or three out of the five, first five matches did kind of get out of the stumbling blocks a little bit. Oh, so overall, I'm giving this show a B, um, and I I almost wanted to give it a B plus just because those last few matches were so good. Um, it was a good way to end the year 2018, uh, pay per view wise for uh, WWE. Um, nothing was super offensive or bad besides that tables match maybe and the chairs match. Uh, but I overall, that, I, I thought the mix match, uh, the mix yeah, was, match was bad. Uh, but overall, terrible. I thought I thought the good did outweigh the bad. Those, the last really four matches were very noteworthy for me, and I give it a B. I gave it a. A B plus. Yep. Because I think the last four matches made the show pretty much must see. Um, yes. I think you have to, if you're a wrestling fan, you need to go watch those last four matches because it's worth it. Yeah. I gave it a B plus. Um, I looked at last show, last week's show with Heat Wave, and I gave it like a strong, strong B, almost a B plus. Um, so I kind of felt, I kind of felt like I had to go B plus here, just because 
I mean, yes, it did take me until what? match seven to re well no 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 the mcintyre balor one was good but it really took me into match seven to be like oh okay hell yeah um there was a couple stinkers that just had no no reason being on the card and again really it just didn't. it just goes to show just i don't know why the wwe is is insistent on bloating these shows with mm -hmm. so many matches mm -hmm. of such little consequence i mean the 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 that tables match that could have been blown off on tv same with orton and ray that didn't need to be a pay-per-view match you could have made this a seven show card plus the pre-show matches and this would have been probably my show of the year this i is, mean it was that close to this being is one of the few classic though, this is one of the few uh cards this year uh that haven't had a hot opener that, yeah that was kind of weird yep um usually yeah. you know a super hot opener uh, a couple good matches but then like the last that three was, are excellent that the opening match was my one gripe with the way they built this card otherwise it, it just goes to show you what how how much a well bit well built card can influence the way you think of a show because we're all saying those last four matches mm -hmm. those last four mm -hmm. matches in the past they would have spread those matches out throughout the card yes yeah but having that sh so top heavy they knew what they were doing and and it was very well laid out and uh, check it out they wanted to you know they wanted to close out this 2018 with a bang and we have one more show in 2018 yeah, we're gonna be guys. closing oh, out yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018 right. with. Uh, a TNA Final Resolution 2006, and I'll run through the matches on there. Sexy. It's a pretty good card. Um, needs more Joker. <laughs> Sorry. Greg, All right, so <laughs> we're we're starting out with a six-man tag match with Alex Shelley, Austin Aries, and Roderick Strong versus Chris Sabin, Matt Bentley, and Sanjay Dutt. That's gonna be a damn good match. Then we have the James Gang, formerly known as the New Age Outlaws, versus the Diamonds in the Rough. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be a match. We have AJ Styles versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ooh. Ooh. We have a what? ahead of its time, bro. Dang. We have a no disqualification match between Sean, X Pac, Waltman, and Raven. Okay. We have I dig it. Robert Bobby Roode versus Ron the Truth Killings. Ooh. We nice. Have a, we have Abyss versus Rhino. Okay. We have America's Most Wanted versus Team 3D for the NWA Tag Team oh, Champions. Yeah. We have Classic. Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels for the X Division Championship. Oh, this is going to be a great show. In the main event, we have Christian Cage teaming with the returning Sting against Jeff Jarrett and everyone's favorite, Monty Brown. That's going to be a fun show, guys. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Um, so thanks for tuning in, guys, tonight. Oh, and another thing. Maybe if I'm feeling uh, like Santa Claus, maybe you guys will get a Christmas Day episode next week. <gasps> Maybe I'll release it a day early. You really mean it? Maybe. We'll see. <gasps> uh, thank you so much, everyone who watched, and thank you, everyone who's going to listen to the podcast audio version. To sweet. And buy a t shirt. We love you guys love so you. much. Thank you. Have a good night.